0: and thank you for joining us for a new episode on the technology podcast. It is our first for this year, but it will not be the last. Today, we are in conversation with Shub Nandi, founder of PiChain Innovations based in India. This conversation took place just as 2020 was coming to an end. We did discuss the first impacts of COVID with the company. We also talked about how the company is revolutionizing sustainable compliance and how they aim to leverage technology in 2021. For any of the latest updates, be sure to follow our social media at TechnologyMag. But for now, enjoy the episode. So Shub, thank you so much for joining me for the technology podcast. How are you doing today? Uh,
1: thanks Charlotte for uh, your invitation. I'm doing good and I hope you are doing
0: great as well. I'm doing good thank you um I think um you know it's we always love having a, uh, a podcast happening for the technology magazine and this is definitely one which I think a lot of our listeners will appreciate um but I suppose it has to be said it's been a very interesting year <laughs> um to say the least um I, I don't know if you'd agree with that you know 2020 seems to be that it's definitely uh it's been a long year
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely Charlotte I mean this is being a year full of surprises and uh, we never imagined a life that we are living today at least when the year started. <laughs>
0: um, so um, I suppose just to start off with um, this is obviously the technology podcast and um, we're hopefully going to be finding out more about your company Pie Chain, and actually about yourself. So um, could you actually introduce yourself and start by telling our listeners about your career journey so far and how you found yourself to be at PyChain?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Shubh, and I uh, i am the co-founder of PyChain. I uh, take care of primarily the organization leadership strategy uh, at, at PyChain. I work in the capacity of CEO, and uh, PyChain has got three founders. Along with me, I have Prasanna, who primarily takes care of the product, and Venkat, who primarily takes care of the technology. So uh, now getting started, right, uh, about me. I started as a technologist uh, in the financial industry. Uh, I really love the domain. Um, Again, built my first startup in, which is actually a a FinTech startup in 2011. Uh, Made a decent exit in 2014, and post that uh, dived uh, deep into the field of data science, which unfortunately at that point of time, what's called uh, into the area of statistical modeling and, uh, and, and, and allied, and fortunately, today it's called the field of data science, and one of the most fascinating jobs. Uh, eventually, uh, as said, uh, I, I, I also met my uh, other co-founder, uh, Prasanna, and during my journey uh, at at my management class, right? We both dived into applied AI, distributed ledger technologies, fintech, uh, regulatory technology. Now, during my tenure uh, with, uh, uh, while I was working, right, with banks enterprises and fintechs i have been closely working with the risk and compliance team uh, specifically teams which were overseeing the the onboarding practices uh, right and uh, i learned that uh, there is a lot of space for innovation which in turn can make uh, life easier not only for the risk and compliance officers but in fact uh, for the uh, customer as well for the end customer i think It always uh, starts in a way that whenever you're trying to do any financial transaction, uh, you have to declare a lot of information. You have to uh, prove that you are not a wrong person. Instead, the other way it should have been the case where uh, you get a seamless onboarding experience. So what we understood here is that I think uh, because of the consequences of onboarding wrong people, uh, which, which resulted into money laundering and allied activities, Almost compliance uh, became an activity of prevention and risk became an activity of prediction, right? So uh, we, we understood that uh, these two activities, one which is a prediction and another which is a uh, prevention, can only happen if, uh, if we have a good amount of data uh, backing them up, right? So good decisions are always driven by uh, good data points. And we, as human beings, Right, we are almost. Uh, I I can, I can say that we make excellent decision or we make noble business decisions when we are empowered with good data, or we are excellent at trade-offs as well. So uh, this is something which uh, fascinated me that how can we probably leverage onto the data, ensure that risk and compliance is no more uh, a, a black box, combine uh, the newer technologies like AI, distributed ledger technologies. And, and make this whole process more and more seamless, transparent, and uh, easier, right? So that's where uh, the idea of PyChain was born, which is primarily focused on the aspect of uh, uh, building or, or ensuring that the compliances in the onboarding journey, right, is very seamless, right? And, 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 and it, it is exceptionally easy for the end customer, thorough from the regulator's perspective, and sustainable from our customer, as in like bank, financial institutions perspective.
0: So I think with all of um, the information you've just discussed there, Shub, I mean, personally, I find it fascinating, because it is something which we do witness at the moment in technology, how companies are working with the effect of compliance, and I suppose this leads me on to my next question. How would you say Pi Chain is completing the mission to make compliance sustainable?
1: Uh, Well, uh, when we talk about uh, sustainable compliance, right, so we are essentially talking about three things, right? Number Mm -hmm. one, which is increase the compliance confidence score of our customer, uh, which is uh, a bank, financial institution, or a fintech. Essentially, uh, uh, efficient utilization of the regulatory capital. And finally, uh, reducing the cost of compliance. So this, when 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 you achieve these three these three things, right, year on year, uh, that means you in uh, you you are iteratively focusing on this three item and achieving them year on year. That uh, means that you have uh, reached the goal of uh, sustainable compliance. Now, uh, what we essentially have done uh, to understand the problem, understand the problem. Uh, in depth is that we did a massive survey of roughly 300 uh, people in the world of compliance, right? We got some very interesting responses. Now, what, uh, I mean, if you you ask me, or if you ask any person who is probably from the uh, field of uh, regulatory technology, right? uh, We feel that uh, we need better technologies. We need um, excellent, uh, seamless uh, systems to run. But I think the challenges are different, right? So, what we understood here is that the the three biggest challenges which a compliance team faces day in and day out are number one, increased regulatory demand or uh, the the adoption to regulatory changes, both in geo, that is hyperlocal, as well as global. The second uh, and the the most important point is the organized financial fraud rackets, right? They are becoming smarter and smarter. Now, a, a, a financial institution has to become smarter than them to ensure that, that, that the institution is ahead of the organized fraud racket. And finally, uh, the biggest challenge that they see is that the rise of cost of compliance. So what essentially happens is that uh, achieving better compliance has been directly, I mean, the equation directly is to the amount of expenditure that you do. So these are the three biggest challenges, which unfortunately are most of the bank, financial institutions, and FinTechs are facing. And that is something which came out of, uh, of from the, uh, the compliance officers whom we interviewed. Right. So, uh, so essentially, uh, I, I mean, this led us to this understanding that, yes, this is absolutely uh, uh, the, 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 the key areas where the challenges are. And of course, technology is needed. The best technology is needed but uh, it has to be taken use case by use case. And uh, not every use case is, is, is driven by AI or, or distributed ledger technology. It has to be broken down into uh, smaller problems and we have to address the problem, uh, each, each of these problems, uh, both in silo and then in connection.
0: So that's great. I think with what you've just mentioned about the significance of technology that is brought into the compliance side, of things um you know again this kind of leads me on to my my next question for you is obviously with the plan in mind or the vision that pie chain has in regards to technology how is it leveraging technology for digitalizing the financial landscape i know you touched on it a little minute ago but is there anything else that you'd like to um talk about on that note
1: no, absolutely. I think, I think uh, what we essentially, what we are trying to do is step one is primarily, if you talk about today, uh, the life of a compliance officer, right? So a compliance officer, uh, he or she has to deal with at least 12 IT and non-IT systems to solve a single case. Now, why I'm talking about this is just to talk about the journey of a compliance officer. I mean, day in, day out, how he or she actually, uh, uh, I mean, what is set of things an individual does to make a decision? now uh, what we understand here is that uh, we can make the best system but it, it is our users right who who are at the core of of this problem and they should be comfortable using it now what we understood here is that uh, for a compliance officer right it's almost like 12 it and non-it systems that has to be dealt with every day now i mean i mean these systems typically uh, have data in multiple different formats so they have this additional responsibility to harmonize this data now, if there is a change in regulation, there is a or organized fraud record trying to penetrate and do uh, some activity, or there is a, a huge volume of uh, different uh, set of data coming from the systems. At the end of the day, a lot of time of this compliance officer goes in understanding them, right? So there is data, this data needs to be collated. then they need to be fed into a, a system which understands them. From there, insights are generated. And once these insights are generated, then uh, these decisions are done. So a lot of time is wasted, a lot of stress because, uh, I mean, it's it's not easy to work at, at a time with 12 to uh, 15 uh, probably IT and non-IT systems. And then uh, the third and the, and the biggest problem that we see here is that the systems which are available today, uh, they churn out roughly... 97% false positive whenever uh, you 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 typically ask for a decision from them so unfortunately they those systems are not in a position to augment our compliance officers so what we understand here is that we have to bring in technology to ensure a first step is to make the life easier uh, second step is to how to make the life easier is all about a, a system that can basically get connected quickly to all these different it non it systems get the data harmonized it Present it in a format that a human being or a SME, right, whom I'm talking about is a compliance officer, is able to ingest it on the fly. And when I say ingest it, is able to make meaning out of it and then help the individual make better decisions. So that is something which you are doing as a step A. I mean, that is that is the first step going ahead uh, our goal is also to ensure that we are in the times of covid now uh, the journey i mean i we when when if, if you have visited our uh, website we have a very big mission the goal is to onboard the next billion users so the next billion users are uh, typically coming from developing countries or underdeveloped countries now in developing countries and underdeveloped countries the infrastructure is also not, not that great so you need to have systems that can aid people And on the other hand, the people who are the consumers or the users of the system, uh, uh, primarily who are getting onboarded, right? Uh, We should have a system that can understand the infrastructure, understand the person who is using it, understand the user's behavior and basically take subsequent steps in an intelligent way so that the whole onboarding journey is seamless and compliant. So if you see the journey, A is to make the life of our user who is at the compliance uh, or the due diligence end easier. And then on the other end, we the, the the user who is at the other end, who is basically using the system to get onboarded to make their journey easier. So we are ensuring that using technology, we understand the gaps, we understand that we are not in a position to build the infrastructure probably for a developing country or a country which is which is underdeveloped. So what we can do is that, I mean, a system should be intelligent to understand the infrastructure and make decisions, right? And on mm. the other hand, we understand that there is a compliance officer or a risk officer who has to uh, basically go through 12 to 15 different systems to make a decision. So ensure that the decisions are handy, easily available to the individual, do the proper due diligence. So that's what we are doing.
0: So I think with um, with what you've just discussed there, obviously a moment ago you mentioned... Um loosely on you know covid and how as a company you've kind of worked with that you know in your favor um to work against you know with how challenging 2020 has been just for a moment um what challenges are you facing or you know are you witnessing with the transformation brought by technology in the banking finance industry especially you know focusing on compliance and technology um you know with that you can feel free to make notes so you know how as a year 2020 has been uh, for pie chain
1: Absolutely. I think uh, one of the key things, right, which I probably would like to uh, uh, like to talk about 2020 is that this has been a year of uh, basically, uh, I mean, I would, I would definitely say that uh, digitization or digital transformation, right, is something which was not uh, well recognized. So there used to be a, a portion of budget, uh, which was probably for every bank, financial institutions, was towards that, right? Mm-hmm. suddenly i mean which was probably in the uh, probably given to the innovation teams or digital transformation teams and these teams were uh, somewhere sitting uh, on the sidelines of probably it team and, and probably uh, uh, doing their best to ensure and bring uh, digital technologies to the bank and financial institutions today uh, interestingly they have come to the center stage and the reason is very simple, right? I mean, uh, we, at least, uh, I, I mean, when I'm talking about, uh, I, I mean, if, if, if I see the banking and the financial industry in, in many of the developing and, and, and underdeveloped countries, right? What we see over here is that primarily uh, you have to visit a bank in, in, in the whole cycle of onboarding or basically buying a banking product, right? Uh, mm. uh, which is probably of a decent ticket size, right? Uh, you have to meet a bank person at more than one uh, uh, basically one step in the journey All right so mm-hmm. what we understand here is that with covid coming in this meeting is very risky right um, mm-hmm. so that's part one and now uh, most of these uh, banks and financial institutions also realize the fact that uh, it it is it is hard for them right to uh, to ensure uh, that uh, during this COVID period to have uh, too many uh, people, uh, I should say, run in the full capacity, uh, their offices or their uh, bank branches or, or, or wherever they have to do interaction with the people. Now, what has come to aid is primary technology. Now, uh, you cannot, for a bank, financial institution, or any regulated sector, right? You cannot use a technology as it is, right? Mm. So you need to have a one one important coating of regulation always attached to your uh, normal technology, and that's where what we have seen here here is that we have seen uh, most of the institutions, right, banks, financial institutions, uh, they have started acknowledging this fact and they have started purchasing more and more, or or I should say they have started investing more and more into digital technologies. And that's why what what we do understand here is that while uh, regulatory uh, technology is uh, something which was supposed to be growing at probably at at a pace, uh, let's say it was X before, today it is growing at 10X, right? So that's where we do see that, of course, COVID is not a, a very... Uh, it's, 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 a, it's something which is horrible uh, and which mm. has happened to this whole human being, right? Uh, Absolutely. But uh, what we see here is that as an impact, right, we, we, we see digital technologies and specifically regulatory technologies, uh, the uptake of the regulatory technologies has just gone up.
0: You know, I think with what you've just talked about there, you know, it's kind of covered what my next thought was going to be, but with the mention to COVID, are there any other current technology trends um, at the moment that you would like to discuss in more detail?
1: Uh, I think uh, what we uh, do understand here is that, right, uh, so, so uh, from the perspective of the different technologies that we are seeing today, right, which mm. is, which is which is uh, something always I, I should say we we uh, as 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 a human society right we always have people who are uh, innovating uh, on a on a regular basis and then uh, then we have uh, uh, we have people who are supporting them right but i th- i think i think what i essentially see here is that it's when it comes to technology right uh, with uh, with 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 covid coming in lot of new and, uh, uh, I, I mean, I should say some, some amount of touchless technologies, right, which mm-hmm. were perhaps uh, more, I should say, prior to COVID, COVID were uh, more a fancy technology, right, uh, when I say fancy may not be the right word, <laughs> but it was considered as a fancy technology, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, has actually become very useful, right now uh consider the fact that you, whenever you are uh, planning to uh, probably go somewhere and the moment you try to touch something right mm. uh it, it, it the, the 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 immediately the thought that comes to mind is that is this surface sanitized yeah uh, so 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 what we have realized here is that uh the systems right like which has this capability of uh, of listening the commands via voice and also respond back, the systems which can talk, uh, for example, like Alexa, mm-hmm. where, which you can talk, order, and you don't need to go ahead and type, right? Or uh, such kind of systems are actually the, the systems where you don't have to touch or there is no human-to-human contact, right?
0: It's almost like what you're explaining there is... Would you say it's kind of like it's turned into a convenience now that these technology trends that are happening with mention to Alexa or, you know, any other voice activation uh, device where you don't have to touch it, or you don't have to have the uh, stress or worry of double checking, you know, if something's been sanitized, it's kind of, it's still working for you in the uh, unfortunate environment that we're now put in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's one of the areas uh, we see a lot of uh, growth happening. And we would have newer systems where the human contact and touch uh, would be curtailed.
0: It is almost, um, like you've just said, it's almost as though, you know, the, the process of something, it's, it has kind of been scoped down, hasn't it? You don't have, I suppose, three points of whether it's using a bank or something. You don't need to go through those series of steps now. It's kind of everything has been scoped down.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of uh, such changes, we are already seeing them. And uh, interestingly uh, uh, this is going to uh, uh, slowly become a normal.
0: Mm. one of my uh, one of my final questions I had for you umsho today is that with what we've just discussed you know the part that the last year has been and moving forward, because it seems to be any challenge that has affected you know, for example, you know certain sectors, f- fintech, you know technology, it seems to be kind of like a something which you have to put into question for businesses is, How would you say PyChain is going to necessarily be adapting or succeeding in the current times we are facing? And with that, I mentioned obviously 2020 and let's say in the next year or so. So I think
1: PyChain, what we are essentially trying to do, and that has been our mission as well, to ensure that uh, uh, we give a complete end-to-end digital experience, right? Which is touchless, contactless experience Mm. to uh, uh, primarily our customers, right? So, so the goal that we have over here is to help our customers, right? Uh, to build uh, probably a complete uh, onboarding channel, right? Uh, live I mean, and, and go live probably in few hours or, 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 or in a couple of days, right? So, hmm. so the goal that we have, I mean, for us is, has been primarily uh, being a tech company, right? It has been more and more uh, investment into technology, uh, bringing out uh, things which is, uh, which is uh, revolutionizing the, 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 the onboarding space uh, s- specifically uh, where it, it, it is very much uh, regulated and uh, regulations are something which is uh, probably impacting the user experience. So our goal has been more and more to uh, ensure that we invest and, 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 and build systems that which are resilient to uh, scenarios like this the, the 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 scenarios that we are facing today and that's where I mean if you see most of most of us uh, I mean when 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 whenever we we talk about uh, as in like the most of our employees whenever we talk any, at any forum we talk about sustainable compliance because the whole org right is is with, is, is having this one goal to ensure and, and 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 support the customers right to 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 bolster them from the perspective of regulation. And uh, from, a, from a business perspective, what we do see is that uh, uh, if, if even before uh, COVID, right, RecTech uh, was, was growing at 52.8% CAGR, right? And, and that's what is something which, is, uh, which, is, which was expected in uh, from 2020 to 2025. So that's what is the expectation, which is even before COVID and it has actually uh, grown higher now. So we definitely see a, a, a great opportunity uh um, very much aligned with the mission uh so uh, to to ensure uh, a, a thorough yet simple easy experience uh for our um, uh, the end customers or end users of our platform
0: i think um with what you've just discussed there shubh it seems to be a very positive attitude which you know a lot of businesses will be hopefully having that same mindset as yourself moving into the new year and you know, it's it's the way of adaptation, isn't it? The digital transformation that companies have, especially with technology. Um, it's almost as though moving into a new year, it's a fresh start. And with what you've said, pie chain, it seems to be, we know it's a company and a business which has proved success um, over the years. And actually, it's something which, as long as it's convenience for the consumer, um, I think hopefully uh, the new year is going to show positive things for you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, I think uh, we are very much optimistic about that, and we already mm-hmm. have started seeing the—I mean, seeing that right—considerably uh, uh, from the growth, both in terms of number of customers that you have acquired, and mm-hmm. as well as uh, primarily from from the recurring revenue that we are generating.
0: Absolutely, definitely, um, Shubh. You know, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. Is there anything else um, you'd like to discuss, which you feel we haven't mentioned?
1: I guess we have covered uh, most of it all uh, and uh, yeah I think it's good
0: you know I think for a lot of companies that we're gonna do big better things for 2021 and um, one thing which I think will definitely be on your side
1: thank you so much Harold. appreciate